Welcome to the Ruby Slipper Podcast. You have everything inside you to live your life on purpose. Just click your heels, step into your Ruby Slippers and head home to yourself. Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of the Ruby Slipper Podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you our guest today. Her name is Melanie Sargent and talk about a yellow brick road journey. So we've got lawyer, comedian, radio presenter, (laughs) radio media personality, yoga studio owner, now podcast studio owner and producer. So (laughs) I was talking to Mel before we started this and I was like, so so how are we going to like get your purpose or all of this? And we're going through all of her five different lives that she's had. Oh, and she's a mother as well. Oh, mother. yes. yes. <laughs> That's the hardest one. <laughs> Forgot the children. And the children Oops, don't there. do that. I did do that one time actually. I remember I was so rushed at work and I drove up the driveway and my partner <laughs> just looked at me and I went – Holy crap, I forgot the kids. <laughs> have you ever forgotten your children? Mm, no. I have lots of them, so I yeah. often forget one. <laughs> That's not as bad. Law of averages. <laughs> I have I have I have a majority of them most of the time, so yeah. So that's my mum used to forget me getting picking me up at school all the time, and I'd just sit there. I'd be the last one for hours. (laughs) God bless her. Yeah, Yeah. my mum was a bit guilty of that with me too. So anyway, did I miss anything when I was introducing you? Uh, I I, actually I was a um, triathlete at the Victorian Institute of Sport in my younger years. So I won the Victorian triathlon series for under twenties, and then a trip to Canada. And to my mum's dismay, I quit triathlon and went to Canada and then started to be a stand-up comedian. So <laughs> that was akin to basically just, being a stripper you know as far as she was concerned and so she didn't like that at all. It was just opening a door, yeah. opening a door. That's right. That's all it was. I know. So we're talking all things purpose, all things like ruby slippers, your purpose and yellow brick roads, your journey to getting there. So we were talking before we started recording about your purpose and the common thread that goes through everything that you do being that – You really want to help people be the very best they can be and you want your services or whatever you're offering to be able to help them to achieve that. So can you give everyone a little bit of a background because I'm sure people are listening to this going, hang on, triathlon, comedian, lawyer, radio, yoga? Like it's just like so many different fields that you're in so it's true so how has that all meshed together for you I feel really grateful that I've always felt so driven so whatever it is you know even when I was a triathlete I was using every moment of my day to like push my way out faster so I could get to my training (laughs) run or just I've always felt really purpose-driven in whatever it is going in a million miles an hour and I've just always I remember there was this time where I was being pushed in my law degree or I thought I felt like I was by society and the powers that be and then I realized one day when I was touring for stand-up comedy I thought wow you know you are free you're a free person you can do whatever you want in life to make yourself feel happy and I can even now those those words that I remember feeling and taking into my mindset it was such a weight off my shoulders all of a sudden I was just living the life that I dreamt of every day and it just made me feel completely invigorated as a person and continues to to this day so how no matter what I face in terms of who's judging me or who's not or whatever I conceive to be the case yeah so how do you get to that place because a lot of people a lot of 
people that listen to my podcast are sort of in that space where they're like, right, I really want to do more. I want to head more in that purpose direction and I really want to care, like not want to, I don't want to care about what other people think and that judgment. How did you get to that place where you developed your bravery muscle, so to speak? You just have to block out. I think a lot of it is your self-judgment as well. You know, the voices in your head, they're the loudest of all. The, totally. the way in which you criticise yourself, you would never criticise a friend like that or even someone who's not your friend. You probably wouldn't say those mean things to them. So why do you say them to yourself, first of all? And second of all, you really have to understand that you only have one life and every day is precious, even though sometimes it can be really stressful with the kids and it can feel like just a list of things to do and it can get overwhelming, at least you get to do them. You know, there's a lot of people out there who aren't living a healthy life and they don't get to do all the things we do every day. So just being excited about the small possibilities. And then I think there's a big element of just not giving a crap (laughs) where you land. Mm. which is really scary. I remember when I had been doing radio for 10 years and I decided that I was going to open a yoga studio, I decided I'd sort of gotten bored of just introducing the songs every couple of <laughs> like it just wasn't turning me on. <laughs> and my bo- my boss had made it incredible for me. So, you know, I had I got to go in at uh, 10 a.m and then finish at 2pm. So I was only doing a couple of hours on air. Everything was fine with the kids. On paper, this was awesome. I was on air in the old days. That was living my purpose. I love to make other people feel good and happy, but I felt like it just wasn't setting me on fire anymore. And I had to let that go and start a yoga studio and have one or two people come and just be not in misery for a while, but it was bloody hard. And then I found happiness there. Let Rosie guide you to find your ruby slippers and learn how to use them. www.rosienanny.com Yeah. Which is just so bizarre. But I think you have to be constantly doing that check-in, even when you get to a high level at something. With the triathlon, mum and dad, well, God bless them, you know, they'd been up at three or four in the morning for so many years, since I was 14 till 18. They envisaged me maybe going on to the Olympics or something like that, being Mm -hmm. a world champion. So when I woke up one day and wasn't going to do that anymore, God, that was really hard for them. But you have to be checking in with yourself and saying, do I want this for the rest of my life? And often I find, bizarrely, in my life when I get to a climax of something, then I just throw it in the bin and start something else from scratch that's like 100% hard again, which is bizarre. I've just sold my yoga studio, which was a multi-thousand dollar fit out. It was turning over nice uh, value, all that sort of thing. I basically gifted it to a yoga couple who'd just done their teacher training just so the community could keep going and then I could live my purpose more at the podcast station. So... Which doesn't make any sense in, in your brain. But you know what? The more people that I talk to and interview on this, it doesn't make sense. No. Like the decisions they make logically. So, no. but, okay, but it doesn't make sense according to society's standards, to what you're supposed okay, to do in that's society. Right, that's right. Mm. So it doesn't make sense according to the programming that we're all delivered when yes. we birth into this world. Yeah. But it does make sense on a soul level because it's like your soul is like, I can't do this. So your soul's like, yeah, just leave. And you're, right. so, and you're like, yeah, okay, no worries. Society's like, are you on drugs? Like what is wrong with you? Why but are you, you can, doing this? You can feel so 
I remember I was in this point once when I'd done my law degree and I was working in this corporate job in law and I would go down for a coffee as many times a day as I could. I was all shaky. I just thought, this is just not for me. You know, wearing this suit, I just felt like it was completely, I was in a prison going on the bus every day. I had a nice flat in Manly, but in all of my excess time off, I was just drinking too much and spending too much money. I couldn't spend, I'd just spend way over what I was making, even though I was making good money because I just felt like crap. Mm. This was just not for me. Even though society and everyone was telling me I had my great law job now, I thought, oh. And then I got an offer from Afters to do commercial radio, which is sort of like the NIDA of radio. And I was stoked with that. And I went and lived at my friend's house. She let me live there rent free, thank God to her, (laughs) for a year while I did Afters and left my big corporate job. So, yeah, these things don't. They actually, I think you'll find that your big dreams don't really make Make sense sense. at the start. I mean, when I was a stand-up comedian working the clubs in Melbourne, even six or seven nights a week, going to the corner, things like that, just getting bagged out by bogans and they'd say rude things and even throw things at you sometimes. (laughs) And you had the camaraderie of other comedians and... It was just everyone would be like, why were you doing that? Because you get paid in gin and tonics, a couple of gin and tonics, you get no money. And then five or six years later, your comedic prowess pays off and you get offered maybe a Melbourne International Comedy show, like a good slot. Or from my case, after radio school, got picked up by Nova, was an announcer there for years really respected you're on nova how cool Mm, mm. there was articles about me in some papers and yeah and all of a sudden they were making the fridge with mum and dad and then it was like that's okay for you to have your dream now but it wasn't okay (laughs) when people were throwing shit at you you know but there's actually no difference between those two yeah i love that and i think big takeaway for anyone listening is your dreams are not going to make sense in the early days they're not going to make sense to anyone else but they will down the track and I've said the people who doubt you at the beginning are the ones when you're towards, you know, the end where you've reached the success levels, they're the ones that go around and say, I know her. <laughs> I know true. her. I yes. know her. Yeah, 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 we went to school together. Yeah. Or, but in the beginning they're like, oh, my God, you see what she was doing? As if you do something like that. <laughs> but then, you know, five, six They randomly the friend you on Facebook yeah, yeah. after many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, interesting. So how – your journey has changed so much. Obviously, you cop like judgment and all that kind of stuff from other people. How do you combat, not combat, but how do you like move through that and just like water off a duck's back? How do you do that to the point that it doesn't like dig at you? Although I guess what you're just talking about, the comedy, that's kind of like really made you resilient. Well, it's never going to be water off a duck's back for anyone. And the more we talk about how it's easy to get to – a business that's turning over hundreds of thousands of dollars or anything's an easy road is just a lot of crap. Mm. People do so much work and that's why they get successful. I remember when I won the Victorian stand-up university competition and I started this tour of universities of Australia and other comedians will say, oh, how'd you get that? And this is something I find all the time in life. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Someone will ask you, how'd you get that gig? Or how did you get that opportunity? And you know what? You really just want to say, it's because I worked my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm trying so hard. It's because I've made yeah. so many sacrifices yeah. 
to get here. It's because I actually organised the tours or whatever. Because mm, I didn't give up. That's right. Because I didn't get up. Even I think when so, it was yeah. hard. Even, Even when it was. When I started off in triathlon, I was at the back of the pack and two or three minutes behind everyone else coming out of the swim. And it got boring when I started winning by a few minutes, mm. to be honest. Mm, totally. Even just what you're saying then about you've done what you've done, you kind of achieved that peak level and then you're like, hmm, what's the next mountain? Oh, I think I'll go and climb that one. Thanks for being part of our purpose. The Ruby Slipper podcast is kept ad-free so we don't annoy the shit out of you with ads. If you'd like to keep it that way and receive exclusive gifts from Rosie, please click on the Patreon link, which you can find in the show notes or at rosynerney.com. This is not an ad. Well, that looks I, good over there. I think it's not even that. It's just listening. If you sit down and you listen to what your soul is saying, because it's really interesting, even with yoga, you're, you will change and you're evolving all of the time. So mm. what is your purpose now won't be your purpose in five to ten years. Mm. And I remember at this one point where I was at in my marriage where I was lying in Shavasana and you just have to be in tune with your body and your mind and there comes a time, especially when you're practising things like meditation and yoga, where you can't deny your truth mm. because you can hear it. And it just gets too painful if mm. you don't live your purpose. Oh, I had my yeah, I had my my mind just telling me, look, you've tried so hard with your partner. It's really sad. He disrespects you, and the time is now. After seven years, you just have to let it go, mm. and you have to make those really tough calls in mm. your life. Mm. And that's the same as podcasting. I've basically seen commercial radio and this is the massive hippie in me (laughs) I've seen all of these big media houses seeking to own people's content and people when they own their own content are often not producing it to the level that these commercial Mm. houses are and I want to help them to commercially produce it at those levels and then retain the ownership of it because no one should be owned by big media houses anymore. You don't need to be. Own your brand. So like Alana Hill, you don't get fired from your own brand. Mm, totally, totally. And not many people would be aware of that. Like even as you're saying that, I'm sure people are listening going, what, what? Some people like they don't own their own content, but that's the world we live in. Well, that's right. Well, if you're produced by all of those people, they own the content. Mm. What they're actually seeking to do, these media houses, is remain relevant by going into a new sphere, which is podcasting. They want to keep their stocks up by going into podcasting and owning people's content, but that's not necessary anymore because you can produce your own to a top level and you can own it. Mm. You don't need to be owned by anyone else. But it's not – they're driven by profit. They're driven by the coin. And they're just using that to manipulate – people to get what they want whereas what you're doing is driven by purpose what they're doing is disempowering and what you're doing is empowering it's about you're just being that person that facilitates the quality I guess or putting it out there for people like me who don't know what they're doing (laughs) to become empowered yeah yeah to become empowered in their own ruby slippers not someone else's yeah exactly 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 I love it I love it so for those of you that don't know, and you wouldn't because, or well, maybe you do, but I haven't mentioned it, 
Mel is also the co-host and owner of Australia's number one podcast for mums, which is NHM. Yeah, it's called NHM. I got it from my mama. It's basically a mum's podcast once a week. Often I don't really know much about mum things. (laughs) And I'm talking about how I ordered Uber Eats too many times in the week. But Beck Tansy, who's my co-host, is the co-founder of NHM, which is the mums group that's over 17,000 now. And she knows everything mum related. So I just basically provide light comic relief. We'll see. (laughs) And there you are. There you are. Just pulling skills from your past life. One of those little... Stops that you took on your yellow brick road, you're just bringing it into the present. But in all honesty, mum life is, gosh, it's one of the hardest things you can do uh, ever. Yeah, totally, mm. totally. Like I would, I would say the hardest. So if you can nail that, you can totally let go of your day job or whatever else yeah. isn't serving you in your life, and you can kick it to the curb, and you can do that next thing. Because if yeah. you pushed a baby out of your hoo ha, <laughs> you really can do anything in life. And then raised it. I know. And then raised it. That's, That's the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> Who have it's the easy part. The raising it. Oh my gosh, so many emotions and needs. You've got emotional scars to go with the ones on yep. your belly. Yeah, totally, totally. Well, Mel, thank you so much, not only for being here, but for all you're doing for me and my audience to help me deliver a better message. Well, not better, but, you know, a bit more polished and so I can reach more people. So <laughs> a message on purpose. Yes. Yes, a purposeful message. That's so, empowered with yes. good production levels. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> See, that's exactly why we met. So thank you for being on the podcast. For anyone that wants to check Mel out, go to... The- so Newcastle Hunter Mummers is our Instagram, but my personal one is Mel Sargent. And go listen to her podcast. Thank you. She uses all her comedy skills in there, That's so right. you'll love it. Yeah. So thanks for being here. Thanks for letting us in your ears for this episode of the Ruby Slipper podcast, and I will catch you next time. Rosie loves kicking up her heels in her ruby slippers. To help her with her purpose, rate and review us wherever you listen.